And uh, I am Nicholas Grayson. With me, I have Colin. Hello, everybody. I am Colin Gregor. I am the guides writer and the, I guess, the, your co-host for today. The only yeah. other, we're the only two people here today. We're the only two people here. Sorry, if you were expecting <laughs> someone else, it's not. It's just us two, and we're here to talk today about two very similar games for very similar audiences, um, <laughs> Saints Row 3 and Minecraft Dungeons. <laughs> you, you could say they're a sequel to one another. They're, yeah, they're yeah. companion pieces to companion one another. Companion pieces, that is correct. Uh, Saints Row 3 Remastered is the 2020 release of the 2011, some would say game of the year, Um that's just buck wild to think that, like, back then, Saints Row was, like, a game of the year potential. Yeah. And, I mean, I would say that it was game of the year, and not calling it game of the year in 2011 might have been a mistake, Giant Bomb. I mean, it's unclear. I honestly enjoyed it a little more than most of the GTA games, just because... It, oh, yeah. It's like, it's their humor has always been, like, really dumb, but, like, really good kind of dumb. Not, like, yeah. GTA's, like, insanely cynical view on everything dumb. For sure, like there's, and we can get into this, but like having played a little bit of GTA yesterday um, for a stream, immediately I was like, oh god, (laughs) god this sucks, like it is so, god this sucks, and like there's only, there's a two year difference, which is like a, a hard thing to think about, but GTA came out in 2013, Saints Row the Third came out in 2011, there's a two year difference there, and, like, it is so unbelievable how um, how different each studio's interpretation of what parody is supposed to be uh, and how one of them works, how the, how the Saints Row 3 version of that, of that goal works, and how, personally, I think the Grand Theft Auto version just falls fucking flat like every other Rockstar game. I think, um, I think Grand Theft Auto's thing is, and, and I like Grand Theft Auto for what it is, but Grand Theft Auto's always been just nihilistic and just so overwhelmingly cynical about everything. And it always yeah. has been, but like GTA is like the worst defender of this. It does get like a little weird sometimes with like the Bigfoot missions or like the when you trip out. But like for the most part, like GTA is always just been... Just almost oppressive in how it like tries to yes. think it's funny, and then Saints Row is like we're gonna have you skydive to Kanye West, and yes. you know what? We're just gonna have a, a side mission where you just commit insurance fraud, which is debatably one of the funnest things I've yes. ever done in a side in a, in a in a side mission for a video game is just throw yourself into traffic in, in, in an attempt to get money. A hundred percent. Um. Yeah. That is that is I think the thing. Saints Row. Uh, is not concerned. Okay, Saints Row is, like, as a series, especially with 3 and 4. 4, maybe a little bit less, um, because there is some stuff in 4 that, like, I think they four got went a little too cocky. Off. 4 exactly. went a little too I, off the rails for me. Yeah, I think they got cocky with after 3. I really like Saints Row 4 still. And Danielle, the editor-in-chief of fanbite.com, actually likes 4 more than 3, which is really interesting. Um, but... Saints Row 4 kind of went too far. But Saints Row 3 is, like, not concerned with whether or not the jokes work because it's just going to throw them at you constantly. Statistically speaking, some of them are going to (laughs) hit. Like, and that's great. I love that approach to comedy because, like, 
that's how it works. Like, not you, you are 100% sure that you cannot write a joke that everyone is going to love. So what you have to do is make sure that the comedy is so dense and so, uh, at least from your perspective, so well-crafted that someone's going to get it. Grand Theft Auto is, like, written so specifically to be funny for one person. (laughs) Like, that it never works. Like, it never works and is literally never funny. I'm curious how many of the developers at Rockstar actually, like, laugh at GTA's humor or, like, we're just... Yeah, like, or if it's just the Hauser brothers, like, writing it for themselves and they think it's fun. Like, and, like, legitimately, that's a very good question, right? Because, like... I can 100% see a dev a dev team on Saints Row 3 just, like, laughing their asses off even, like, as they're, like, getting these cutscenes together or, like, writing the script or, like, even QA people, like, going through. Because I remember jokes from the first – from when I played this game the first time and then I right. went back to it in the remaster that I knew were coming and still hit me as hard as they did eight years ago. Right. But, like, I've- nothing in Grand Theft Auto to me is funny. So it's, it's like the Borderlands method of joke telling. It's just like, exactly. look, we're going to just like in Borderlands jokes are very hit and miss with a lot of people. But I think that's kind of the point of these kind of games is uh, a video game is like 40 to 50 hours long, especially these kind of games. And at a certain point, like you can't really try to it's really hard to stay funny for that long. Just like it's really hard to stay scary for that long for horror games. That's why they're not that long. Right. Um, and it's a testament to Saints Row 3 uh, that it's able to keep that humor uh, going. I mean, how is it like now? Like, How is the 2011 so, humor aged at all? Or so is it actually pretty good? There are, there are fewer... So there are cultural references in it, but because they're set... The, like the biggest overt cultural references are actually set in like 80s and 90s stuff. They right. still play. There's not a lot of That's like smart. late 2000s, early 2010s stuff in there because like it was too early in the decade for it to kind of work. Like if this, if Saints Row 3 came out in 2014, I think it would be a completely different story because like there would be a bunch more like YouTube, like web series kind of jokes. Like, there's there's a way that like Genki's uh, Murder Time Brawl, for example, which is like an in-game, in the lore of the game, it's a television show where people go and shoot other people for real and they really die, but it's like a game show. That would have been on that would have been on YouTube. That's <laughs> yeah. There's a version of that where it is like a YouTube show, and that's just like not funny. Like, it just, like, doesn't work anymore. But because it's, like, rooted in 2011, like, late 2000s kind of humor, like, it's just a TV show, and it's, like, really antiquated, and there are people who are, like, on the street talking about how Buck Wild, like, last night's episode of Genki's Murder Time Brawl was, like, in passing. And that stuff is cool. Um, it doesn't get old to RKO people at random. Like, (laughs) like, it's just all, it's always funny. That's it's always funny. The ability that you have, there's so the sprint button is LB, but the game doesn't call it the sprint button. They call it the awesome button, which is, okay, whatever. But if you run up to people, your melee changes, and there's, like, a bank of, like, seven or eight different animations, depending on, like, what direction you're coming at a person from uh, and, like, how fast you're moving. So you can, like, run up to a 
civilian and just RKO them. You can, like, kick them on their back and then ride their body like a skateboard for five or six feet, which is funny. Um, there's one where you just, like, suplex a guy. Like, they're all, they are all so funny, and because they are, they're timeless in their, in the way that they work. Right, exactly. Um, I don't know. But otherwise, like, the game is the exact same. So there are there... So it's a remaster, because I know they've updated the visuals of it, but is there any, like, mechanic changes, any gameplay no, changes? No, no, nothing at all, nothing, really. Nothing. No, there's it, nothing. There's nothing different. It's liter- It's the same. It's the exact same. Which is, like, I don't know. There's a lot to unpack there, because that's how Deep Silver and THQ Nordic kind of, like, does their stuff. Um, but, like, when compared in, to, like, Crash Bandicoot and, like, exactly. the remasters we've been getting, that doesn't seem... Like, it's, it's a lot. I mean, I'm sure people like Saints Row, like me and you, and people are willing to go back. But, like, a lot of times remasters, I feel like, need to bundle with uh, extra content. Like, even the Xenoblade one that's coming out comes with, like, a completely new yeah, epilogue. There's, there's no new stuff. It's so weird to me that they wouldn't... I mean, I guess that would make it weird, though, to try to, like, add more to Saints Row in terms of, like, missions. Because then the humor, I feel like, wouldn't translate. But I think you're 100% correct. I do think the thing that is super weird to me, though, is that, like, okay, so when they, they did the, like, the pre-release, uh, there was, like, a um, like a meeting, right, for, for media, where they kind of had a couple of developers on to kind of talk about the mentality that they were kind of going into, and they straight up were like, yeah, no, we just wanted to get the game out again, which is fine, but also, like, it is so unbelievably clear that this is, like, a litmus test to see if they can ha- if they have enough support for a fifth Saints Row game. Um, which is, it's, that it's like... I mean, to talk oh, about, so like, really, really awkward timing, because Mafia just d- are doing basically the exact same exactly. thing, but, like, a hundred times better with, exactly. like, the Mafia remake, which looks insane. It's and then just, there's, like, it's also, like, that's the same, it's the same uh, mentality that is, like, it's a completely different game, but the b- Battle for Bikini bob- Bottom Rehydrated is the exact same situation. It's the exact same game. It feels the same. It's the same engine. Literally all they did was improve the graphics and like there's no new added content like it is the same game that was released on the playstation 2 which is like cool in one way because like yeah you're bottling up this uh moment in time and then kind of bringing it forward but also saints row 3 was backwards compatible on the xbox 360 you can still get saints row 3 (laughs) yeah you can still go exactly you can still go buy saints row 3 there's nothing stopping like if you want to go play saints row 3 legitimately like i don't know if i would recommend this like i i probably would be like just go find saints row 3 if you have an xbox like go find saints row 3 for like 15 dollars and just play saints row 3 in the backwards compatibility mode because it's the same I think what blew my mind. I think what blew my mind is I was doing some research on this before we came on, and it runs at only thirty frames a second for Xbox One uh, and PlayStation Four, which is fucking madness. If you're gonna like, because apparently like on on PC you can obviously do uncapped, but like for a game like this, if you're buying a remaster specifically for graphics, like I'd expect it to run at sixty FPS if it's nine years old. Yeah, like it's it's weird to me that visually like even graphically it looks better sure 
but like is I guess the question is then is that enough at this point like is that enough for for players for community for fans to be like oh I'm gonna pick up this version of Saints Row that's only mildly improved exactly yeah like I think I me personally I don't think so like I don't know if I would have paid money for this right because like I am I am happy that I got to play through Saints Row again or through the majority of Saints Row again but like ah. Like, I, like, again, like, I don't know if I if I want people to play Saints Row 3, like, this is not the way I would tell people to do it. because it's Even if it's their expensive. first time? Yeah, I would literally, I would just tell people to go find the Xbox 360 version of the game and play right. it. Because it's cheaper. Like, right, that's, straight, exactly. that's straight up the reason why. Like, there there aren't enough improvements, I guess, to the to it to make it feel like it was worth it. Um but I don't know, like, the game still has the weight that it did. So, like, it's still, it's still, the gunplay feels silly enough, like, to, to still be fun. Uh, the pacing of the story is like an episode of a really good sitcom. Like, uh, the relationships between your your character and the, uh, the NPCs, like, the rest of the Saints, like, that stuff is almost always funny. Um, yeah, like you said at the beginning, uh, like, the third mission of the game is you jump out of a helicopter and raid a penthouse while Power by Kanye West plays, and that's that's an all-time video game moment for me. Like, legitimately, like, I would put it in top five of, like, all-time uh, video yeah. game sequences. Um, and, like, to be clear, we're not... there. I was going to say, to be clear, we're not, like, saying Saints Row 3 is a bad game oh, at all. It's, it's, a, it's, a super, it's a superb game, and, and if you haven't played it, you really should, especially if you like open-world games. It's just... As a remaster, this is just, I guess, underwhelming, yeah. uh, to say the least, I suppose. I, I legitimately don't know why... It exists. It exists. <laughs> <laughs> like, which isn't bad. Like, I'm happy that it does exist. I just don't know why. I it's do definitely not know a why test. they didn't just, like, port it. And, like, right. have it just be a straight port and be like, listen, like, if you want to play Saints Row 3 on the PlayStation 4, because there's no way to do that right now. Like, if you want to do it, like, sure. Like, go ahead. But, like, I don't know. It's just so bizarre. Like, are we going to get Saints Row 4 remastered in six months? God, I hope not. Like, it's just so weird, right? Like, if it would be a completely different situation if Saints Row 3 and Saints Row 4 both got remastered and were put out for 60 bucks. Right. Like, no, no. in that case, I would be like, yeah, that's actually a really good value. Like, yeah, you should definitely go play both of these games for $60. Like, I know that they're both pretty old, but, like, when bundled together, that makes more sense. But as a one-off for the third one, and then you can't play the fourth one, like, it's just so strange. And, it's just and so I, strange to me. And I, and I hate going back to it, but, like, comparing it to Mafia, though, because Mafia 2 came out in 2010, Mafia 3, I think, was, like, 2016, I want to say, 2015, 2016, maybe a little bit before, and then, the obviously, the original Mafia is, like, 2007, and those are all just coming together as one, like, I don't under like, why not just do Saints 1, 2, and 3, like, I realize that's probably a lot of resources, but if you're really all in on this remaster package to test, uh, to see if it, if it's worth it, like, I feel like there had been a lot more leeway if you're gonna ship 100%. a lot of the a lot of the uh all of the saints row games instead of one in probably the best of the four but like only slightly tweaked to where right. it's only a little bit more indistinguishable from the other and and there's a hundred percent a like i don't know 
Saints Row 1 and 2 are so different from Saints Row 3 that, like, Saints Row... I understand the mentality that, like, okay, Saints Row 3 basically was a reset for this series. Right. Because Saints Row 1 and 2 were, like, GTA parodies, which was, like, a weird genre... Like, a weird minute where, like, there were a lot of GTA-style games that were trying to do the same thing as GTA, but, like... I love that. I love that time. There were so many... There was a wild time. There were so many of them, but, like, a lot of them didn't work. I really liked Saints Row 2, um, but, like, I I don't know if I would tell anybody to play Saints Row 2 over GTA 4 or GTA 3. Like, though, that, that that's a different conversation, though. But, right. like, it would be so interesting if you put out Saints Row 1 through 4 so, like, you could watch the growth of the series and kind of see the differences, at least, between Saints Row 2 and Saints Row 3. Because there's a lot of seeds of Saints Row 3 in 2 that you don't really appreciate unless you've played 3. And, like, the ability to kind of go back and play with all of these games and play with these characters who are the same, uh, kind of, like, it just feels, it just falls flat. It just does, I don't understand why it exists other than to see if there's see if there's like see if there's like a tension for a saints row 5 which i feel which i don't know if saints row 5 um i think saints row 5 could do really well if it doesn't do what saints row 4 did and go just buck wild with the fucking i uh themes and the different settings and just the ridiculous i think i enjoy saints row 3 the most because it's it's it simultaneously has one foot in reality and one yeah. foot not in reality in terms of uh, just like the humor, the gameplay, and how outrageous it is. And I feel like Saints Row Three isn't trying to be a GTA clone at that point. No, exactly. Like, and I feel like it gets knows. a bad rap as being like the funny GTA, right? When it's really like uh, just a satirization of the entire genre that just GTA happens to be the most notable of that genre. Yeah. But like Saints Row Three takes the piss out of like. Every one of those like stupid games that came out around the same same time San Andreas came out because everyone wanted to have their open world game uh, when that when the San Andreas dropped and I don't know I, I it's it's weird it's just a weird game to to release because like I don't think there was a point where I'm like hey you know what I really need in my life a remaster of Saints Row Three yeah. when I can literally just go onto eBay and probably buy like the Xbox version for like ten dollars yeah. Exactly. Like it's just, it's just so so strange to me. Uh, I do think that people should go. We should probably move on. But like, I do think people should go play Saints Row Three. It is 2011's yes, game of the year. Like you 100 <laughs> percent should go play this video game. Um, and now on the completely exact same side of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, on the, same, on the same side of the coin, we have Minecraft Dungeons. What's this? What's this video game so- from the fine folks over at Microsoft and Mojang? So this is the the one of the two that I reviewed. Uh, Minecraft Dungeon is not like a traditional Minecraft game. There is no building in it, which, first off, if you're looking for like a game where you know you put the blocks on top of each other and you make houses, then you hide from explosive things. That's not there. This Minecraft Dungeon is like Diablo. It takes very uh, big inspirations from Diablo, from Walson. Um, it's a dungeon crawler where you kind of pick one of like twenty skins for your Minecraft dude. And then you go on like a eight to ten hour journey through a bunch of pre to a uh, bunch of levels that are roughly randomized. There's a few sections that aren't obviously, but it's it's like a less complex, kid friendly version of Diablo. And you know, 
it's it's pretty fucking fun uh for for that like if you're looking for a deep like number numbers go up kind of uh experience this is not this is not it it's got a very rudimentary very like almost 2010 uh leveling up system in terms of like how your gear like scales um but for what it is like a it's like a baby's first dungeon crawler and i think it's actually pretty entertaining for for what that is you essentially are stopping someone called the arch illager not villager for oh, that's whatever good. i get it <laughs> He, he takes, like, this orb of power, or, like, I guess it's a cube of power, and he, uh, like, corrupts the whole world, and it's up to you to, like, fight through hordes of zombies, skeletons, other illagers that he's corrupted. So you're basically just massacring this entire continent of people to stop this guy from ruling the entire corrupted continent of people. Um, and you fight, like, all the classic, like, Minecraft monsters just, like, in an isometric top-down perspective like there's creepers that run up on you and explode there's uh endermen that just kind of show up out of nowhere and just uh will drop you if you're not careful there's skeleton archers there's zombies uh there's zombies riding chickens Hell uh there's yeah. this which honestly just a plus on that one and then there's just like a bunch of like traditional like uh diablo s tropes like the when you scale up and go into the harder difficulties there are uh, enemies that will have different like extra abilities. So if you're uh, if you face like a normal zombie, it just swipes at you. But sometimes you'll face like an electrified zombie that'll also pull you close to it, which which can really make like the combat fun. Yeah. But I think what surprised me most of this game is this game gets really fucking difficult. Like yeah. about about that like half rules. about like I halfway through, there's an insane difficulty spike. Like it's not like uh. And which makes it makes it weird and in contrast to the whole like baby's first Diablo right. mentality it I has in its mechanics design is cause like gameplay wise, it's it's not simple. There's some there's some really difficult parts where it doesn't go for like there's not a ton of enemy designs. And and keep in mind this is not like a, a sixty dollar title, this is like twenty dollars. So this it's 20, they don't have it's ha- twenty dollars and it's launching in Game Pass, right? Exactly, yeah. So, like, so this, this is, is like the ideal when like this is this. I don't. We can get back to this, but like this is the when Microsoft announced Game Pass, I was like, oh, eventually they're just gonna kind of release like arcade game, like Xbox 360 arcade games are coming back. Yeah, this is very much this this very that's perfect. This very much has an Xbox arcade feel, like an, an Xbox 360. You load up, you see that it's a new arcade title. You download it, you play it for a weekend, and you move on. Yeah, it's very much that game, and as that game, it's really good. But anything else beyond that, like you are not getting. Uh, yeah, it's not a Diablo. No, not at all. There's yeah, you can't. There's you can't even like look at your stats for this. That, like I, I love that. That rules. So you can't like there's you, there's no numbers to obsess over outside of like one number, your general power number. If the number goes up, you're doing good. If the number's going down, you're doing bad. There's nothing else you really need That's to amazing. manage as far as its numbers. That's incredible. Yeah, like, I, I think this is, like, it's wild. That, I mean, it's wild that it's taken Microsoft this long. But, like, this is exactly what I thought they were going to start doing with Minecraft when they bought it, which was, like, yeah. turn Minecraft into Other a, things. Like, they did the, yeah, the Telltale like, one, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, do you basically just do to Minecraft uh, what, to a, to a small extent, they did with Halo, which was, like, turn it into 
other stuff. Like use Minecraft as the book that off of out of which you pull other genres of game. Um, and this is like not where I expected them to go first, uh, but like it seems like it works. Uh, I don't know. Like, is there anything that like you wish it did? outside of or do you think like outside of what it actually does or do you think that the scope is so tight that like it mostly works as it exists um so it's weird i would have liked to see a lot a few more quality of life things that you typically find in these games um not like in terms of like like complexity like i don't think this game needs complexity i think it's perfectly suited to be as simple as possible but there's also like some weird choices that are never that are never made. So when you get a new piece of gear, you have a melee weapon, a ranged weapon, and a, just an armor set. There's no individual pieces of armor. You just get a full set every time. Um, these all can have things called enchantments, which are like passive bonuses. So like mm-hmm. one of them can be like you chain lightning the enemies when you attack them, or you leech life from them when you strike them a, a few times with your sword. Or, and, and those can be fun to make like a mini build around, and there definitely are builds, I think, in this game, which is kind of cool. But it's weird because when you uh, put your enchantment points into the game, you're locked into that build. There's no way to respect your character in any way. So if you're if you it's really bad if you want to just experiment and you're not sure like what you want to like do. It it makes you commit really fast to to what you want to do, which is a little frustrating because all of the abilities are actually pretty interesting in terms of mechanics and how they kind of synergize with like these other items which are like artifacts which are basically just like abilities like, you can put up a shield that blocks projectiles, or you can heal yourself or your allies, and that's, um, those are fine, but it's not a game that, like, have not having a respec system really feels weird, and I also wish that the, uh, the leveling as you progress through the missions was a little better, because it's not, um, it's not like a Borderlands or a Destiny or even a Diablo where you're if you're a little under leveled it's fine you're fine like this game is like if you're not at this level or above it you are going to have a rough time my friend because these enemies hit like a truck you only get three lives uh each level and once you if you expunge all those you're gone and some of these levels are long some of them are like an hour long like they go on for a long time and there's like I don't think there's a checkpoint system so I don't think if you I think if you like leave halfway through, you just have to go back to the start. I was Ooh, too afraid tough. to. I was way too afraid to test this. Yeah. Um, and like the end boss has like this weird one shot ability that just instantly kills you at like full health. And nice. If you get caught in it at all, so it's it's got this really weird balancing act where I think it's trying too hard to appeal to both camps of like right. the hardcore and the. The casual, when really it feels like it, it's designed as casual. You have couch co-op on it, which is always good to That's see. Cool. Always love to see. Yeah. Um, you have online co-op up to four players, which is fun. Like battling, the game is very much made for four players. It feels like, and going solo is a lot more of an abysmal experience than playing with others. It, but I mean, it's fine. It's 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 fine for what it is, and and I can't really knock it for not being complex when that's not the obvious market. Like this yeah. is not for me, the guy who put like four hundred hours in Diablo. This is for the kid who just likes the Minecraft brand and wants to exactly. do the next weird Minecraft adventure. Is there any like replayability, or do you think it's like kind of 
uh, a one-time through situation. This is like where I uh, I was talking about um, in the in the in the balancing act it's trying to hit. So yeah. in Diablo, um, how it works is once you beat the campaign, you unlock another mode of the game, uh, and which has like difficulty tiers. And the higher tiers you you get, the you go up, the better loot you go up. The higher then you can keep doing higher tiers. It's meant to just basically make you master character, and this has that system in it. Which is just weird to me. But, like, when I beat the game, I wasn't in a position to, like, do the higher tiers. Right. So I beat the game at level, I think it was 25. I'm pretty sure there's over 54 levels in this game. I got up to my finished PlayStation. I think I'm at, like, 30-something. Um, I got through the campaign, but then the recommended uh, starting point for the first mission on the next higher tier was, like, level, like, 31 or some bullshit like that. So it's, like, so I had to, like, go back and grind old missions to then go grind more missions. It's it's a weird gaming choice. I think a lot of people are just going to play this through once and be done. I can't imagine. Because it's the complexity that holds a lot of players, and the lack of it is not going to really, especially like for for kids who are going to play Fortnite or Des or not Destiny or uh, even Call of Duty. Like this is a very like one and done. You're you're done with the game once you kind of beat it. Even though there is like an option for replayability, there's really right. like I don't think it's that rewarding of a replay. I love but that though, that's great. Like I right. I, well, I, there's nothing I love more in the last like two or three years than seeing credits on a video game. It's so <laughs> rewarding. I love it. I've been going it, through Assassin's it, Creed it. Odyssey lately, and I've just been begging for the credits. And it's yeah. like a 200 hour game, and I just <laughs> want it to end. And I think there's something. Yeah. I think there's something to that to just having a short experience. And I think people take that for granted in an age where games feel superficially bloated. That it's nice to sometimes just have a short, like, weekend experience to just bang out a game that looks kind of fun, that's free on Game Pass. And and visually, the game's gorgeous. Like, it's actually really... It, it uses the Unreal Engine. Um, it's all blocky textures. It's all the same kind of blocky textures. But they do some really cool, like, architecture with it. Uh, the mission design's all really fun. Uh, very classic tropes of the genre. You have, like, a mine that has its own Minecraft twist. You have a swamp. You have, like, this big sandy, like, desert tomb. You have, like, a giant castle. Like, it's all very fun. The boss fights are a little uh, overbearing at times. Mm-hmm. But it's it's generally, like, visually... Like, it's a fun little game. And yeah. I think if you look at it as a fun little game, you'll enjoy it. But if you're picking it up hoping, like, oh, man, I'm going to dump 100 hours into it... I don't know, man. I think you're going to tap out, like, after, like, the first, like, five. <laughs> yeah. And that's, like, that's valid. I think I that's really cool. I think that we need, people need more of those types of games. And, like, I think right now especially is, like, a really good time to release that. Um, that's cool. I would say, I would, I would say as far as, like, a recommendation, I do recommend, if you have Game Pass... And honestly, why don't you if you have an yeah. Xbox? Like, Game Pass is, like, amazing. You should 100%, like, just give this a try. It may not click with you. Uh, but if you're a fan of Minecraft or if you're a fan of Diablo and you're looking for something, like, mercifully short. Like, this is this is the game. Even, like, for your kid, if you're listening and your kid needs a new game. Even this one can be, like, fun. Especially if you have uh, siblings or if the parents want to play. Like, this is very much a, a fun, like, I think, family kind of game. Which is, I think, what a lot of what Minecraft speaks to is that uh, 
that kind of childlike enjoyment of the game, even if there's no like building. But I mean, it's it's what it is. Uh, it's it's of the two games we talked about. I think this is the one you pick up and try since it's obviously free or like twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. But I would say uh, I would give it a I would give it a positive uh, re- a score if we were doing scores. It's a if good game. If we did numbers, it would be big. The number and would that's... go. Uh, the number would be up. Exactly. <laughs> the number would go up. Um. Yeah. That's I think gonna do it for for this for yeah. this one. Um. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, Colin. Yeah. Of course. Thank fun. you for having me. Um. You can find uh, all of our video game coverage on our website, fanbyte.com uh colin where can people find you online you can find me on twitter at beguiled gamer or obviously on fanbite and any of the guys we write uh yes. typically uh, that's what i'm doing yes uh if you want guides for minecraft dungeons can people find those on the website question mark yes they we will have them going live uh either tomorrow when the embargo lifts or when the game drops on tuesday uh make Great. sure so if you're gonna pick them up and you need some help we're gonna have a few guides to kind of get you started a few things i kind of wish i knew going into it truthfully yeah well that's what guides are for answering questions that you had uh that's it you can find me on twitter at godsua g-o-d-s-e-w-a uh fanbyte.com slash podcast for the rest of our shows fanbyte.com slash discord if you want to hang out with us in the discord um it's popping in there and uh on that note i think we're gonna wrap it catch you on the floor see you bye